0: Ho, ho, and welcome to the Dead Darling's Christmas Stocking.
1: This Christmas Day, we're bringing you a bonus episode featuring poems from some of our favourite poets that we sadly couldn't fit into the main 24 episodes.
2: Christmas is a time for giving, so if you enjoy a poem, please feel free to give the poet some love on social media. Let them know you've liked their work and share it for other people to discover.
0: Poets love to feel appreciated. Let us know as well. If people want to hear more from a poet, we may
1: invite them on as a guest in future episodes. Stay safe, cosy, and connected this December, and have a wonderful Christmas, darlings.
2: Without further ado, let's open our Christmas stocking.
3: Hello there, lovely listeners of the Dead Darlings podcast. It's Stammer's here, back again with another cup of tea. Right, okay, I'm going to rattle through this because this is quite a lengthy poem, and I've only got five minutes to fit everything in. So, and it requires a little bit of an introduction as well. Oh my God, there's so much to cram in, I should probably get on with it. Right, okay, so uh, I got thinking about uh, what's different with poetry nowadays than it used to be, because let's be honest, poetry doesn't pay as well as it did in Wordsworth's day. Um, And I got thinking about what we could do and what lessons we could learn. And back in the day, people used to write uh, long-form poetic ballads about the legends of their time. And, and, and I think that's something that we could do and that we could copy on. But the term legend has been somewhat bastardised in recent years. Like, a legend used to be someone who, like, rocked up in a town and punched a dragon or overthrew a corrupt sheriff. And now it means you had 16 Jager bombs and passed out in a Weatherspoon's car park. Um, so, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, I was really uh, en- en- entranced with this idea of writing ball- long-form ballads about modern-day legends. Uh, so this is uh, part of a triptych exploring that idea. Uh, this is called 120 Pounds a Bottle. I hope you enjoy it. This poem is a ballad. About a cognac lover, because when it comes to cognac lovers that I oh, no, whether that deserve a ballad quite like Mrs. Zhao, who displayed her adoration publicly and let me sing you her praises as to how. Beijing International Airport is the locale of our tale, and it concerns a woman hunting for a bargain in the sales. Our heron's name is Mrs Zhao, on a noon internal transfer flight from Wen Zhao. Oh, Mrs Zhao, she went and hit the duty free. She felt it was her duty, see, to claim herself the grandest prize, the finest bottle of cognac ever witnessed by mortal eyes. Remy Martin, exo-excellence, retails for £120 a bottle. A price tag we can all agree, frankly, verges on the colossal, but committed to her quest, she paid in cash, with dreams of savouring her expensive splash. But the creed, the guard, at the departure gate, this hassle will surely make us late. Find alternate arrangements for your booze. Make haste, Mrs. Al, there's not a moment to lose. And lo and behold... She damn well did. Hiding behind a palm tree, she cracked open the lid, and with a singular parting of her lips, she downed the bottle every last little bit. Her defiance took a grand total of one minute thirty-two, and she planned then to departure gate with purpose renewed, but Mrs. Zhao struggled to find her feet. After all, she downed the whole damn bottle neat. Oh here she comes, brave Mrs. Zhao. She's not taking your nonsense now. Proudly aloft with arms aflame, flame, she cries out oh, this is the of a plane. The, plane. the flame. Yeah. Doesn't that shit all over your lads on tour? We had six pints in the we had six pints each in the airport where the spins before the flight is anti-story. The kind of expensive debauchery once limited to Tories. Police described a condition as massively inebriated and ability to fly had to be debated as four nice men in white jackets locked her in a room, assuring the authorities that she wouldn't fly any time soon. But all our dear Mrs Zhao could do was laugh as she was dragged away by the airport staff. So here's to our heroine, Mrs Zhao. I wonder what she's doing now. I the hangovers cleared up for China's national treasure, a woman who love cognac beyond all single measures. Thank you so much, lovely listeners of the Dead Darlings podcast. Oh my goodness. I hope you're having a wonderful festive period, whatever you're up to. Uh, this is actually the second poem I sent in. I don't quite know like what, what's what's what if they're gonna like chop and change or yeah, uh nonetheless, uh oh goodness me, I've been asked for, um, yeah, so, um, I would like to, uh, recommend, oh, goodness me, what am I going to recommend, um, Leanne Moden, uh, has just put out a really good book, I could really, really recommend that, uh, yeah, um, and that's it for me, oh my goodness, I've only got a few seconds left, uh, yeah, where can you find me, uh, you can find me on social media, at King Stammers on Facebook, YouTube, instagram and twitter uh and i run a night called reading between the lines and you can find uh reading between the lines collective on facebook and instagram as at rbtl collective uh yeah thank you for taking the time to listen and i hope that my poem about a woman getting drunk in an airport imbibes you with some sense of festive cheer uh, I'm going to go back to eating mince pies and drinking tea. You have a lovely day and a very, very m- Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you.
4: Hello, my name is Diana Stoyanova, and this is my poem, When This Is All Over. When this is all over, I will hug people. When this is all over, I will go out for drinks. When this is all over, I will smile at strangers. When this is all over, I will travel and have street food. When this is all over, I will cough to my heart's content and delete Zoom with unbridled glee. When this is all over, I want to forget about masks and distance. When this is all over, does mean people want to forget it ever happened and pretend it never did. They want to forget the number counters, lockdowns, washing masks, wiping groceries and cancelling holidays. About exercising at home, making bread, Tiger King, distractions and discomfort and disinformation. They want to forget the sensory deprivation of buying things online and the character assassination of pretending to be okay and productive on social media. When this is all over, wishing 2020 away makes me sad because it's people thinking with their wants and not with their hearts. But when this is all over, the grief will not be over for the families who lost loved ones. There will be empty seats and empty pillows. When this is all over, survivors will suffer from complications. When this is all over, doctors and nurses will have PTSD nightmares, burnouts, and they will remember holding iPads so dying patients can say goodbye to their families. And that pain, deserves better than to be buried under our collective denial. When this is all over, children will wear a planetary fear around their necks for the rest of their lives and will tell their children about it, because when the ground is falling apart you will always remember falling. When this is all over, I want to dare remember all of it. The fear the panic, the insomnia, the crying on camera, the online teaching and office hours and giving students all the benefit of the doubt, the online poetry slams, the sheer stunning humanity of each breath and each word and each smile over and through the masks, a smile that is a million times brighter because we know how precious love for the human in front of us is. As precious as the distance we keep and carry through the crushing gravity of isolation vacuum. When this is all over, I want to remember that the fear of missing out is nothing compared to missing each other. To remember that we can be kind and connected and real, that none of us are alone, that we are all capable of growing nerve endings millions of miles long and feeling every single other human, that we are all together that we can be reaching out into the darkness and holding each other up to breathe when our souls cramp and drag us down to drown. I want to remember how women like Jacinda Ardern and Sanna Marin led countries with compassion, intelligence, strength, and grace through the bleakest hours of history. I want to remember people marching in Sofia, Warsaw, Hong Kong, Bangkok, Minneapolis, marching the world out of the night. When this is all over, it won't be over. But when we emerge on the other side of this, when we grow out of it, when we heal, I want us to remember how we became better, better to ourselves, to each other and to the world. Thank you very much. This, is, this was my poem. In lieu of writing prompt, I would like to ask people to not hold back their art, to create, to reach out, and to be real. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Diliana stoyanova Poetry, and on Facebook as well. Thank you very much, enjoy. <music>
2: Hi, I'm Jake Hall, I'm one half of Bad Bay Press, and uh, I'm going to read a poem uh, based on loosely being anti-Christmas, if that's a a thing that you can actually be. Here you go. (laughs) And all the snow settles on the windowsill like it never does. Even though every single oven's on from morning time till mulled wine drunk o'clock and people come to the door singing songs. All the festivities go on and on and we put aside the world outside. Those who don't even know it's Christmas time. Because every fucking turkey's died for us to have a decent time. It's half past three and all the bloody whiskey's done. Wrapping paper fills the room and all the kids have lost the plot. Nan's had a bit too much of that naughty Christmas punch We're being reminded how the war was won And just as I think I've had enough Wham! comes on I think it's time to find and load my gun Uh, So yeah, so that's kind of a a, a short, ridiculous poem Um, Yeah, I I hope you enjoyed it I don't know what that means Um, uh, Listen to all of the other Dead Darlings They're fantastic. Um, Other recommendations, stuff I've really loved that I've read this year. uh, Elarium by Wayne Holloway Smith is fantastic. Uh, Really uh, took me... Yeah. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. Um,
1: Yeah.
2: And... uh, Everything on Bad Betty Press, obviously, buy our books. We would love you forever. Um follow the World Cup of Cartoon theme tunes. Hopefully that will bring a mild amount of happiness and Christmas cheer to people over these cold, wet, condensated months. Yeah, read more, write more, love more, hate war. Uh that's nonsense, and um this is probably the most ridiculous recording you're going to receive. Yeah, I should probably um, be quiet. Yeah, Merry merry Christmas and, and that. Uh, buy books. Buy books off us. Buy Laurie's book. Buy Rebecca's book. Buy Hannah's book. Enjoy books. Put them in stockings. Give them to people who say they don't like books. Uh, they're lying. Everyone's lying. It's um, so all we're good at. Uh Yeah, Merry Christmas, drink lots of mulled wine, uh, but add ingredients like brandy and sugar. Don't just drink it how it comes in the bowl. It's shit like that. Alright, peace out. Merry Christmas. Bye bye.
5: My name is Setara Ebrahimi and this is my poem, All the Stone Sisters. I am a tapestry on which other women are stitched. Occasionally I bleed through. Spills bloom on my surface like storms and stars. In me you see the sky. My crime was being the softest cloth. If you tug too hard, reality will unravel. I cannot be captured pictorially. Women is fluid and every clothes will disperse. Five years of this, you trying your hand at wood, clay, stone. Never recognising flesh like your own, getting burned, drowning. Now all the stone sisters turn to each other to recognise same threads, silly hats empty stockings where their essence could never lie, laughing. There are no more pins and the fabric won't spread limp or die. A book recommendation that I'd like to share is I Am A Field by the late Rosemary McLeish, who was my mentor. I remember once I had postnatal depression and I met up with her in a cafe and she said, I decided a long time ago that I wouldn't go to a mental institution and I thought it was amazing to have agency over your life like that. My social media handles are at Hello City on Instagram, at Sarah Brahimi on Twitter. I have a Facebook artist page and my books are In My Arms by Bad Betty Press and Galloping Horses, put out by Wordsmithery this year. Thank you.
6: Hello, my name is Alexander Woodward. This poem is called All Things Considered. You are a poorly evolved ape, barely descended from the trees. You are, at best, a work in progress. Half scrubbed out mistakes festoon your DNA, relics from your ignoble ancestry. You are not made for this world and it is a botched job as well. What I'm saying is that you are not perfect and you are lost in a society that is fraying at the seams so you're going to make mistakes often and spectacularly. there will be cock-ups galore the universe will crap on you from a great height and then laugh at you in the voice of a half-drunk Alan Rickman in short shit's going to go wrong don't worry about it, you're doing bloody well, fucking miraculous all things considered. So don't be too hard on yourself, you'll get the hang of it soon. And that shirt looks great on you by the way. That poem's shorter than I thought. Um. I'm a member of By Jove Theatre so follow them. I'm also a member of a collective known as Neurospectacular which is a collective about and for neuro neurodivergent people sharing and supporting each other's work. Um say something nice to someone you love, call your mother's uh Trans rights are human rights. Goodbye, happy Christmas. I I don't know how to end. Normally someone in the crowd tells me my time's up, but... Well done. You got through this year. I love you.
7: Hello, dead darlings. It's lovely to be leaving you a little voice note at this time of year when we're connecting with each other. It's Dan Simpson here and I've got a little poem for you. I've been writing a new poem every single day of 2020, and back in January, I was looking forward to the year ahead. And so this is a poem from that time. It goes like this. We orbit around the same ideals, fixed points of revolution, turn the calendars to page and make our resolutions. When really, we are comets on paths too long to measure. Travelling elliptically, or free of pull, untethered. I've been thinking about our intentions and resolutions for the year coming up ahead, and I hope that whatever you're deciding to do is positive and joyful. I have a little poetry prompt for you as well. I've been leading workshops throughout lockdown, and it's been one of the real joys of 2020 for me. Here's a little prompt I devised for that workshop. So the first thing I'd like you to do is think of a song that you are especially moved by. It will probably be a song that is tied to a moment, a memory, maybe a time in your life, perhaps a person or a relationship. This has to be a song with lyrics, by the way, for this exercise to work. Once you've thought about that song, I'd like you to think about you in that context. Describe that personal relationship. Describe that memory. What did it look like? What were your thoughts and feelings at the time? describe yourself in those moments. This can be a bit of a free write, individual words, try and get some full sentences down as well, really just generating a little snapshot of that time based on that song that's taking you there. Once you've done that, I'd like you to look up the lyrics to that song, have a little read through it, and just take any lines that really strike you. Take any lines that really uh, connect with you. And for the final part, I'd like you to combine some of your writing with those lyrics. Keep them verbatim, mash them up, combine them, cut them together, and just see where that takes you. I hope that leads you to an interesting piece of writing. It's been really lovely to talk to you, dead darlings, and uh, I'm just going to sign off by saying you can come find me and, on Dan Simpson poets on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all those usual places. My website is also dansimpsonpoets.co.uk. And over there, you can buy my books. Two collections out from Burning Eye. And if you fancy a copy, that's the best place to get them. Have a fantastic Christmas. A very good New Year. This has been Dan Simpson, signing off.
1: It's Jamal Hassan.
8: In the northern reaches of Lapland, where Aurora stretches beyond horizon and mortal comprehension, sits a house. A quaint little cottage from outside with gingerbread walls and a cosy warm hearth and some stairs, leading down. Discarded fragments of tiny fluffy jackets speckled with red paint the banisters and the landing. The taste isn't candy cane food colouring, but blood. Little fingers, severed by heavy machinery, litter the floors of a basement stretching far under the Arctic ice. The workshop, the elven sweatshop, the work all day, every day, all year round grindhouse where everyone's either called Elfa or Elfo to wipe away any shred of identity where any and all punishments are a rope tied around itty bitty arms and legs to be pulled apart by reindeer for all to see and the only way to survive is to work those emaciated elven bones or to betray your own and patrol the rows of cold suffering as an overseer. The elves cannot even whisper because he can hear them and he will go as far as to turn his sled right around at the height of his busiest night just to head back and smack the insolence out of their mouths with a knuckle duster that's made out of sand and claws. He would then do the same to any elf who looked like they thought that might have been a little bit harsh. Until one day, late autumn, when a group of girls had an idea. Why spend months studying for summer exams when you can persuade the whole class to learn Morse code? 30 brains, all tapping answers and communicating. Not wanting parents to know the plan, the whole class wrote and sent their letters in secret. When 30 letters arrived, all asking for Morse code manuals, the elves knew what to do. December 21st. He flies to northern Canada to throw lumps of coal at indigenous Inuit children for no reason. He will then most likely stop by Alaska for a shot of crystal meth, so catch him by surprise when he returns. Lure the reindeer away with roasted chestnuts, braid some Christmas lights into a trip wire, and tie him to the North Pole, and get every elf in a line to tailor their revenge on him one at a time. And don't be afraid to forsake restraint, for there will be no curtain call. Jolly old Saint Nick is immortal, after all.
9: Hi, this is Bogsy, and I've got a Christmas poem for you, with a content warning for adult language it's called in response to a perturbing question overheard in the local hardware store. She said, and I remember her words very clearly, Just how animatronic is that reindeer? Now at this point my attention was well and truly grabbed. In fact it was slammed against a wall and was having its face slapped. The shopkeeper's answer was less illuminating than the twinkling lights that adorned his store. Er, I don't know. We've not tried it. Now, on the one hand, I could kind of see the shopper's point of view. She didn't want to part with her hard-earned cash without knowing if Prancer would prance or Dasher would dash. It seemed a perfectly reasonable question to ask. On the other hand, I despaired at the apparent need for a working model of a fucking reindeer to add that extra authenticity. I mean, would she not be satisfied if she didn't hear the clip-clop of hooves on her rooftop? Would she demand a refund if it didn't actually nibble on an actual carrot and shit on her front room carpet before leaping back into the night sky? I wondered if she already possessed a fully functional father-fucking-Christmas who booms ho 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 while he scans your Facebook posts and the police national computer to find out if you really been naughty or nice. I imagined a drone-powered star making its way along a sand-covered hallway pursued by three Alexa-enabled wise men who could answer any question you dared to throw at them like what's the weather today in Bethlehem? In her lounge, I wonder if she already had a full-size bionic Joseph holding the hand of a mechanical Mary who, at the push of a button on your remote control, would go into labour and through her holy hole eject a screaming baby Jesus complete with fake blood and reusable afterbirth. I wondered if there'd need to be a test, a demonstration. Would the traffic on the high street have to be stopped while a magical Rudolph skipped and hopped around? Would she need to ride it to make sure she's tried it out so she's left in no doubt that Rudolph the red Nose fucking robot is exactly the right piece of electronic shite to complete her perfect Christmas. She seemed to take an age to make up her mind, while I and the other shoppers held our collective breath. I'll leave it she said and so she left and left us all wondering just how animatronic is that reindeer thanks if you'd like to hear any more of my poems you can find me on facebook i have a page called Bogsy poetry and there are some on YouTube as well. The channel is called Bogsy. Happy Christmas.
0: Hi there, my name's Kat and this is a poem that I wrote last year about going home to our parents for Christmas back in the distant mists of time when we could still do that sort of thing. It's called Close Enough to Touch. We stretch our fingers out Across the country we are sleeping or lying awake in narrow childhood beds. We have returned for a day or a week or just too long, loitering in late December's alleyway. I fold myself into furniture, mindful of creases, observing changes, new photos on the walls. Dad climbs the stairs slowly on a new knee which will never bend quite right. We parcel our lives, deliver them to be probed by curious fingers. My framed smile looks down on me. Conversations are flavoured by the sticky patina of years. Time runs thick. The dinner was delicious, but we've been eating leftovers for two days now. We don't speak with our mouths full. I want to say I love you and come away clean and easy as a knife from a new-baked cake, the timing perfect, that first cut, barely visible. Well, I hope you liked it, and apparently I have to leave a recommendation for something exciting, so... This is me bigging up my absolute favourite podcast, which is called Ologies. And it's all about all the ologies in science. So you can, I go running. Um, and while I'm doing that, I'm listening to somebody talking about books made of human skin or lightning or tropical bugs. And it's the best. It's funny and it's interesting and you learn something new. And it's great for pub quizzes or just weirding out your friends. Um and if you want to find out more about my work or what I'm doing, then you can follow me on my social media, um, which is catlions um, at words and weeds on Instagram or my website, which is www.catlions.co.uk. And I'm currently making a spoken word show about menopause and identity and gender. And I'm doing all sorts of other things. And yeah, look me up, see what you think. Follow me if you like me. And if you find me on Twitter, I mainly go on about politics and mushrooms. So, yeah. Have a lovely Christmas, guys. Bye. Hi,
10: I'm Robin Gurney. I'm a poet and storyteller based in London, and this is Blood on the Snow. The stars glitter bright as the village lies dreaming, the high queen of winter is calling her court. From hills and from valleys the spirits come streaming, from echoes and rivers and gems dearly bought, from cobwebs and owl's wings and ice-bitten flowers the fair folk are summoned by sovereign song. Night sucked up the sun and grew fat on its hours, and now winter swells as the nights come on long. The gentry are sounding their horns in the clearing, where the huntress is holding the moon in her jaws. The horns' howls grow loud as the riders come nearing the place where all bow to the ladies' old laws. Their aspects are fair and their voices are keening, their eyes burn as bright as the rubies they wear. But beastly and proud they go prowling and preening, and woe to the mortals who might linger there. Beware of the fair folk whose footfalls land lightly, beware of the paths where the woodsman won't go, for there in the clearing the queen holds court nightly, with girls in red dresses and blood on the snow. For here are the shining ones, here are their revels, their fruit and their wine and their dark dripping meat, and down in the village it's said they are devils, but here in the forest their reign is complete. Wild as the wind will the hunters go racing and fleet as a fox is each frosty-tongued hound, and sorry indeed is the quarry they're chasing, for the woods are not kind when a man goes to ground. On shadow-shod horses the fair ones come riding, they whirl through the streets while good Christian folk sleep, and one who might spy them with no fearful tiding, for the whips and the spurs of the wild hunt cut deep. Beware of the fair folk who snatch babies screaming Beware of the changelings they leave in their stead. For down in the village a young girl lies dreaming of blood-spattered snow and a gown crimson red. She, every dusk, hears the elven bells ringing. She dreams each night of the queen's freezing kiss. She, in her slumber, hears her people singing. And she wakes in the moonlight and shivers with bliss. Beware of the fair folk. Beware of their loathing. Beware of their freedom, their cruelty, their love. Beware of their traps hid in promise's clothing, in the merciless glare of the cold stars above. Beware of the girl, when the fair folk come reaping, their call growing stronger until she must go. But for now, with her secrets, the maiden lies sleeping and dreams of red dresses and blood on the snow. this this poem is basically what if I took the very traditional form and meter that you get in twee victorian poems about flower fairies and then wrote something about the rather more terrifying fairies of folklore um unsanitized um fairy tales and folklore uh is very much my my jam my special interest shrug um So my writing prompt is in um, the same spirit as this little genre transformation. Um, Choose a poetic form or genre that you're familiar with and then turn the content on its head. So write an ode to something incredibly frustrating and mundane, write a sad bleak limerick, uh, push the boat out and try and write a cheerful villanelle. Mix things up, shake them around, and see what weird creation falls out. Um, You can find me on my shiny new Twitter account, Robin Red Hooded, which will link to my equally shiny and new YouTube account. Um, There's already a playlist of videos where my work has appeared on other people's channels um, and I will soon be uploading new recordings of poetry, storytelling and video essays broadly themed around myth and folklore. Um, I'm also going to be uploading a live recording of my solo show, The Sleeping Princess, which has been around various fringe festivals um, over the past few years. it's about patriarchy, trauma and what counts as true love, uh, as told through some familiar fairy tales. Um, So yeah, that's my contribution. Um, Good Yule, Merry Solstice, Merry Christmas, um, happy any holiday that you are having. Um, It's really exciting to be part of this, and uh, bye!
11: Hi guys. Um my name is Desiree. I am a spoken word artist, uh playwright, uh, writer, facilitator, um all of those things. Um and I've been lucky enough to uh come on the podcast and share a Christmas poem with you that I wrote um earlier. It's called I've never heard the Queen's speech on Christmas Day. Someone always turns the volume on the TV up and we sit Splayed over sofas, between legs, on the floor Glasses filled with the same rum we tasted this morning Just to check if it's good Our four-day church clothes buried in a hamper Somewhere between two and four miles away Because no one lives too far This is still where we will all rest or bury our heads tonight At Nan's house Here we do not open presents till quay in the afternoon The... Kids now drive 19 plate BMWs. So those Calvin Klein's from Western International's market no longer seem important enough to come before food. Or the VSOP, Remy Martin, my cousin, brought from France. But there is still magic. How we can turn a dead bird into a gourmet meal, into a carcass in 24 hours. Or how we can all manage to contort ourselves inside this three-bedroom house. Or how there are barely any leftovers, but no one remembers eating at Dan's house. But it's now 3.01. Everyone's eyes are glazed over tipsy as the BBC announced the Queen. And is in that brief moment of silence. Where pans have been silenced. And tongues have stopped kissing the roof of mouths, we hear it. Louder than any discussion come argument this house has hosted all day. And then, who's got the rum? And we continue hearing the pans bang, and still pans clang as my nan sings over it. And we sit, splayed over sofas between legs on floors, and we have our own Queen's speech. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm also going to do... I'm going to share with you guys a writing prompt. So um, I love um, giving uh, artists in, like, workshops and stuff um, things to respond to. So sometimes that's a song. Sometimes that's a picture. Sometimes that is a quote. And as this is a podcast, I thought a quote would be fitting. Um, This is one of my favorite quotes. And you can respond in any way you feel free. So, like, if it's a... um, if you want to respond in prose, if you want to respond in villanelle, if you want to respond in haiku, like, it is completely up to you. But the quote is, you disrespect yourself every time you say yes when you want to say no. Choose yourself. You disrespect yourself every time you say yes when you want to say no. Choose yourself. So yeah, guys, it would be great if you, if you want to respond to that. Um, If you like my work or like the writing prompts and want to hear about more workshops, um, yeah, go on to my website. Uh, My website is www.iamdesri.co.uk. So that is www.iamdesri.co.uk. And from there, you can find out uh, my socials. uh, You can subscribe to my newsletter. um, And you can find out where I am. So no one's really anywhere. Um, On that note, Merry Christmas everyone. Um, I hope you enjoy the festive season.
1: And that is it for the Dead Darlings Christmas Stocking and the Advent Calendar. There's really nothing in here apart from uh, some nuts and uh, a few wrappers. So... Thank you so much to everyone who has taken part, who has submitted poems, who has listened in. Been fantastic. Again, if you liked any of the poems that you heard, please do feel free to let the poet know and let us know uh, how much you enjoyed it on social media um, or by email. If people mention books, and if you're able to, buy a copy of their book. We'll be back in January, probably a little later than our usual schedule, but we will be there. In the meantime, stay safe, darlings, and enjoy the rest of your Christmas.
9: Simply have a wonderful Christmas, Alex.